Hey everybody, I'm Pastor Jeff Dawes, lead pastor here at Stockbridge Community Church. And I just want to say thank you for listening to our podcast today. I hope this message inspires you and encourages you. Enjoy today's message. Today we're beginning a brand new series on this Easter Sunday called Faith, Hope, and Love. And today we're going to focus on love, and I want to talk to you about how to lean on God's love in times like these. How do you lean on God's love in times like these? Because we need to do that. I want to be transparent with you and just tell you that there's times in Rhonda and I's relationship that we've had to lean on love. Have you ever had to do that in your relationships? What I mean by that is there's been times in our relationship to where, you know, I knew that she loved me, but I sure didn't think she liked me. And I had to trust, lean in on the love when when the like wasn't there. And and the same with her. There's been times that she had to lean on the fact that I loved her, even though there was times that I didn't feel like I liked her. And and the same is true uh, with our children as well. There's been times that where our our children would tell you they had to lean in on our love when they felt like we didn't like them and we had to lean in on their love when we didn't feel like they liked us. And so I would just share this with you today is that there's times in your life that you have to lean in on God's love even when you don't understand his love. Today, I want to give you four things that I think is going to help you do that. It's going to help you lean on God's love in times like these. And I'm I'm really excited about them because, you know, I I don't like it when someone tells me what I ought to do. I like it when they tell me how to do it. And that's what I want to try to do today on this Easter Sunday. So let's go to number one. The first thing I'd like to share with you is this, is how to lean in on God's love is change your perspective of God's love. Change your perspective of God's love. One of the most famous verses in the whole Bible is John 3:16. And look at what it says here. And today, especially know the word where it says God loved the world. It says this: For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Did you see that? For God so loved the world. And you know what you can put there in the place of world? You can put your name. For God so loved Jeff. And then you can put your name there because that's true. God so loved you that he gave his one and only son that if you believe in him, you would not perish but have everlasting life. When The reason that I, I think this is so important is because many of us grew up thinking that God was just mad at us. We, we viewed God as a very demanding, very angry God and so many of us have this fear of God. Matter of fact, many of us don't want to, don't, didn't even want to know about him because we were so afraid that he was going to get us. Like he had a lightning bolt in, in heaven, and, and as soon as we messed up, he couldn't wait to just throw it down and get us with it. And many of us feel like that even with what we're going through today, that maybe it's a punishment from God. But I want to tell you that God wanted to change that perspective And I can understand you having that perspective if you only read the Old Testament because it was pretty brutal back then. But God sent his son Jesus to change that. That's what Christmas was all about, is that God sent Jesus. And notice how he sent him. He sent him as a baby. 
and a baby changes everything. A baby changes everything. I never forget that when our son, Tyler, when Rhonda actually became pregnant with him, we knew nothing about uh, being parents. And so while uh, he was within her womb, we went to the, you know, to the doctors every month and we just, you know, learned everything that we could about what was going on. We went actually to, uh, they gave us a book and we read the book about everything that was happening every month and I was uh, so excited. We even went to Lamaze classes. I really didn't want to go, but she's like, we need to do this, Jeff. So I, okay, we'll go. So I went there and I learned how to, how to help her breathe, you know, like I'm supposed to breathe, <laughs> you know, like that. Oh, it's crazy. And so we learned all of those things and then the day come to where the pain started and we went to the hospital and we was at the hospital and then all this, the contractions came and I can tell you everything we had read and everything we learned and all the breathing went out the window. I remember going up and trying to hold a little hand, you know, and trying to be the supportive husband because I was trained that way, you know, Lamar's class, hold a little hand and say, it's going to be all right. It's okay. Come on. Now just breathe. You're not hurting that bad. Just breathe. I remember that her looking up at me with fire in her eyes and said, don't you tell me how I'm hurting. Don't you don't tell me to breathe again. <laughs> I was like, whoa, you know. And what I'm telling you, so all, everything we'd read went out the window. But the moment that our son was born, I want to tell you that it changed everything. See, I thought I knew what love was because, you know, I, I, I love my parents. But I, I had a, then all of a sudden when I met Rhonda and we got married, that was a deeper kind of love. I thought, man, I, I can't love any more than this. But when our son was born, all of a sudden, there was a love that just, just come out of me immediately. I don't know why, but I, I felt all of a sudden I would die for this child. I mean, like, I did, he'd done nothing for me, but it just made me want, I just couldn't get over the love that I felt. It was overwhelming. I want to tell you that that's exactly what God did by sending Jesus as a baby, the whole Christmas story is that a baby changes everything because a baby is, a baby is not judgmental and a baby is love is unconditional. And, and that's what God was saying. When you think about me, I want you to think about this kind of love that, that is unconditional, that loves you. You see, God doesn't want to be feared. The Bible says this in 1 John 4 and 18. Look what it says. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. You see, God says his love drives out fear. You shouldn't be afraid of him. See, God wants you to respect him. He wants you to honor him, but he does not want you to be fearful of him. And that's the message during this Easter. It was a message that God gave at Christmas, and it's the message of this Easter is that God loves you, and he doesn't want you to be afraid of him. So, the second thing, how do we lean on God's love in times like these? The second thing is this, is practice godly love daily. Again, God sent Jesus in the world to change everything. And so now Jesus comes in and he changes our perspective of love. Because you and I, our, our perspective of love is totally different than what 
what God's love is. And so Jesus come to change it to make our lives better. So look what Jesus said. He said this, Matthew 5 and 38 and 39. You know that you have been taught an eye for an eye and a tooth for a tooth. But I tell you not to try to get even with a person who has done something to you. Now, you and I didn't grow up with the, maybe the eye for the eye uh, saying, but we did grow up with this. If you hit me, I'm going to hit you back. I mean, that is just within us, isn't it? I mean, that, that's just, maybe you don't say it, but it's just in there. Like, you, hit, you do me wrong, I'm going to do you wrong. You hurt me, I'm going to hurt you. That's sort of in us. It's in the nicest people in the whole world, isn't it? I remember uh, when Rhonda and I were uh, student pastors in Stone Mountain. I'd been the student pastor there not that long, and our son was about three years old, Tyler, about three years old, and he was in the nursery. And that day, another child bit him on the arm. I mean, he did a, that child did a good job because every tooth mark was in his arm. And so that afternoon, we went to Rhonda's parents uh, for dinner, and I want to tell you that her parents are the nicest people I've ever met in my life. They would not offend you for anything. I mean, and especially Rhonda's mom, she, she is just a, the sweetest lady you ever met in your life. And I've known them for a long time and still to this day she is. But that day, when she saw her grandson's arm, I heard her tell him, Tyler, if they ever bite you again, you bite them back. <laughs> And I'm like the sweetest people in the whole world. So it's in our DNA, isn't it? I mean, even the, the nicest people, it's there. And Jesus said, I've come to change all of that with you. He said, well, that's not the way we're supposed to think. He says, practicing love, practicing love doesn't mean that you have to like someone. It just means that you refuse to live with this spirit of I'm going to get even with you because that destroys you. That destroys who you are. Jesus showed us how to love. And I want to give you a definition of biblical love because, listen, you don't have to like somebody to love them. Here's what love is. Look, it's coming up on the screen. Let's read it together. You ready? Love is a choice to do good for another person regardless of what I feel. That's what love is. Look, read again. Love is a choice to do good for another person regardless of what I feel. That's what love is. And right now, I would say that, you know, you're probably having to practice that. You've been in shelter in place. Everybody's tensed. Everybody's uh, on edge. And even in your own home, it can, people can get on your nerves. Your children or even your spouse or your parents can get on your nerves. And right now, you're having to practice love. And remember, it's doing good for another person. Notice, it love is a choice to do good for another person regardless of how I feel. And I would say that's something good to practice right now. Jesus taught us how to love. You know, matter of fact, I would say this to you. When you don't know what to do, just love them. When you don't know what to do for your spouse and when you don't know what to do with your children, when you don't know what to do, you just love them. Billy Graham said this. There's a statement that I read that I think is very fitting for the season that we're in. It's coming up on the screen. It says this. A hurting person doesn't need a lecture. They need a listener. And that is so true. Just remember, and right now everybody again has some, uh, some uneasiness. Our whole world has just been turned upside down. 
And so everybody has a little pain right now. So why don't we lean in maybe to a little bit more of listening and it will change everything. So one of the things that I want to tell you that is very important that you have people in your life that, that can listen to you and that you can listen to outside of your home. And so I would challenge you to do a virtual, be, become a part of a group, at uh, one of SEC's group. You can do this virtually, uh, you know, on Google Hangout or, or Zoom. And I would challenge you to do that. You can be, matter of fact, right now, you may be watching in California, Japan, Afghanistan, or you can still be a part of one of our groups here at SEC. I want to challenge you to do it. And so I ask you to just, on the, that connection card, is that you would check that box to say, hey, I want to join a group. Or you can actually message us on Facebook or, or email us, or whatever you like to do, because we want to help make sure that somebody in your life is there to listen to you. Okay, the second thing I would say to you is this, how to lean on God's love in times like these. Number, uh, number three is this, is remember sin puts distance in our relationship with God and others. Remember, sin puts distance in our relationships with God and others. Have you ever had someone to, to hurt you, say something bad about you, do something that hurts you, or maybe even post something on social media that was not good about you, that, that was hurtful? When that happened, I want to ask you this question. Did that make you want to be around that person more, or did that make you want to stay away from that person? Oh, some of you say, yeah, I want to be around, all right, because that, you know, you hurt me, I hurt you, still inside of me. I understand that. But the truth of the matter is it makes us not like that person very much. And, and I would say the majority of the times that we don't want to be around them. It separates us. It separates us. Again, being transparent today, you know, I know the Bible says that you should never go to bed angry. And I would, yeah, I would love to tell you that that's, Rhonda and I have always abided by that, but that wouldn't be true. There's been times that over these almost 33 years of being married that we went to bed angry. And I can tell you that because one of us had sinned against the other, and I can tell you that separates us. The way you could identify that in our house is that if we went to bed angry, and which we have several times, I could tell you, you could drive a semi-truck right through the middle of our bed and you wouldn't touch either one of us. Why? Because we were on the edge of the bed like this, like, don't touch me, get away from me. Sin separates us. It separates us. I want you to know that that is true in every relationship, is sin separates. You know, when, some, when we do something intentionally against someone else, that hurts them, it separates us. And the same is true with God. When we know what the Bible says, when we know the Bible says that we shouldn't do something and we choose to do it anyway, we say, well, I know what this Bible says, but, and when you go beyond that and you do it anyways, I want you to know there's a separation that begins to happen between you and God. Look what the Bible says in Romans 6, 23. When people sin, they earn what sin pays, death. But God gives us a free gift, life forever in Christ Jesus our Lord. What he's saying is this, is that I can tell you that when, when there's a separation in relationship, if it continues a long time, the relationship begins to die. And that's exactly what the Bible was saying. 
the wages of sin, the cost of sin, what it earns us is death. It kills our relationship with God and it kills our relationship with each other. I want you to understand that today we're celebrating Easter Sunday. But before Easter Sunday happened, there was a Friday that Jesus went to the cross. And what was so, what was so special about this is that Jesus and his relationship with the Father were always, he always said, the Father and I are one. The Father's with me. You know, my, our Heavenly Father's with me. My Heavenly Father's with me. And it was constant over and over again. Jesus said that all through the New Testament. But something happened on that day that he went to the cross. Is that Jesus carried your sin and he carried my sin to the cross. He had never sinned. But he carried our sins. And the Bible says the wages of sin is death. And guess what? Somebody had to die for your sin and somebody had to die for my sin. And it was Jesus. And so Jesus took our sins to the cross. And look what happened when Jesus took our sins to the cross. Matthew 27, 46 says this. And at about three o'clock, Jesus called out with a loud voice. My God, my God, why have you abandoned me? Jesus screamed that out. God, where are you? For the first time ever in all of, his, all of his existence, God would have left him. Why? Because your sin and my sin was on him. And our sin separated him from God. Jesus was separated from God because of our sin so that you and I would never have to be separated from him from God again he carried our sins on the cross he died for our sins today I want to ask you a question what is it that's in your life right now that's separating you from God what is it that you're, that you're doing that you know God doesn't want you to do and it's separated from you from God? And right now in this moment that we're dealing with this coronavirus, that you don't feel close to God. What is it? I want to tell you the Bible says there's an answer to that. Look what it says. 1 John 1 and 9. If we confess our sins to God, he can always be trusted to forgive us and take our sins away. Did you hear that? If we confess our sins to God, he will forgive us and take our sins away. What does that mean? We say, God, I'm sorry for my sin. I'm sorry that I did that. And when you do that, the Bible says, God, God forgives that sin. And let me just, again, being transparent. With Rhonda and I, I just want you to know, there's some things that we've done to each other after you know, being together for over 33 years married. I want you to know there's some things that's happened in our life that, that we have to continue to forgive because it comes in our mind like, oh, you remember when she did that? You remember when he did that? And it comes up in our mind even though it happened years ago and we have to choose to forgive that again and move on. But you know the great thing about God is that God doesn't remember anymore. Once, he said, once you ask him to forgive it, then he cleanses you from that. And guess what? It goes out of his mind as well. And he never, ever thinks about that sin again. So you don't have to keep feeling guilty about it. Today, I don't want you to live that way anymore with that guilt. Especially right now in this, the season that we're in. 
I want you to be close to God. And so I want to challenge you today. Why don't you take a step to become a Christ follower if you're not? Why don't you do that? Why don't you make a decision today? I'm going to receive Jesus into my life and ask him to be the Lord of your life and take away all of your sins. So I'd like to lead you in a prayer right now. I'd like you just to bow your head right where you are. Maybe you're by yourself or maybe you're with your family. Why don't everyone just bow your head and you just say this prayer. You don't even have to say it out loud, but you make this your prayer. Let's say it. Dear Lord Jesus, I come to you and I ask you to forgive me of my sins. I believe that you died on the cross and I believe that you rose from the dead on Easter Sunday. And today I need your help to do your will. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Amen, everybody. Listen, if you prayed that prayer today, why don't you text me? The Bible says you should tell someone. Maybe you don't want to tell your family right now. Why don't you tell me? And so I'd love for you to to uh, text this number and you just text your name and the word saved and we want to celebrate with you on this Easter Sunday 2020 that you gave your life to Jesus Christ and you're no longer separated from God I'm so excited for you would you do that okay remember what we're talking about here we're talking about how to lean on God's love in times like these number four is this is trust God's unfailing love Trust God's unfailing love. Remember Friday before Jesus died, before Jesus rose on Sunday, Easter Sunday from the dead. He died on a cross Friday. We call it Good Friday. It was good for us, but it wasn't so good for Jesus. On that Friday, they took him and they stripped his clothes off and his back and they beat him with a whip and the Bible says that his back was opened up you could see the the insides of his uh, body it was bleeding the flesh was ripped open it said that the Bible says on that Friday that they they were making fun of him because they called him king of the Jews and, and and they made a crown out of thorns the long thorns and they pressed it down on his head and when they did blood began to protrude from his brow They took him up a hill and they put a cross there on the ground and they nailed him to the cross, his hands out this way, his feet nailed together. And they put a spear in his side. They killed Jesus on the cross. And again, he was dying for our sins. That was Friday. And all of Jesus' followers that were there had, had put all their hope. They kept waiting on him to intervene, to come down off the cross. But he didn't. And the next day was Saturday. And Saturday was a religious day. It was a, it was a Passover. And it was also Sabbath day. And so basically the followers of Christ, the Jewish people, had a shelter in place. They couldn't leave their home. And all they had to do all day Saturday was to think about what happened Friday how bad it was, how difficult, and how they kept asking the question, where are you, God? Where are you, God? Where are you, God? Our Savior is gone. Many of you right now may be asking that question. 
As we're going through this difficult time, you may be saying, where are you, God? Where are you, God? And it feels like God's not doing anything and he's not hearing you. And you may even be questioning, does he, does he even exist? But they, then Sunday come. And on Sunday morning it come, and early that morning there were some ladies that got up and they decided that they were going to go to the tomb where Jesus was. And so they decided to go to the tomb, and when they got there they found that the stone had been rolled away. And there was no body inside the tomb. And they were concerned. They said, what happened to his body? Somebody stole his body. And about that time, an angel of the Lord appeared to them. And listen what the angel said to them. Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. He's risen. Jesus has risen. See, Easter proves that God's love never fails. That's what Easter's all about, is that you can't kill God's love. It never fails. And I want to tell you, wherever there is love, there will be a resurrection. I can tell you through all of Rhonda and I's life, the word, because we leaned into the love of each other, even though when we didn't like each other, we continued to lean into the love. And I can tell you that love always won out and love always produced a resurrection in our relationship. And it's always brought us back together. Love never fails. It never fails. You can trust the unfailing love of God, even in times like this. There's another verse I want to share with you. It's one of my favorite passages. It's found in Romans 8 and 28. Look what it says. And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. Did you just see that? We know that in all things, in everything, God works to the good to those who love him. See, this promise is not to everybody. This promise is to those that love him. You know, something you may not know about me, but I am a huge Krispy Kreme fan. I love Krispy Kreme. And you know, Rhonda and I on Friday night sometime will go up and uh, they built one about 10 miles from us here in Stockbridge. And we'll go up there to the store and that, they make Krispy Kremes there. And I think about how good they are, and we go watch them make them. And what I've noticed is this, is that it takes, they have to work everything together to make a good Krispy Kreme. They, they, they take flour, but flour by itself, I don't like flour by itself. It's no good. But I watch them put the flour in there, and then they'll put the salt in there. And salt by itself is no good. It's no good at all. And then, they, then you know, they'll put the eggs in there, and they'll mix it all up. And then all of a sudden they come out with this dough, this little round dough of a, look, a donut. And it gets on this little, own little um, roller coaster, gets on this little lift, it goes up. And it flips it over and it goes onto a conveyor belt. And I watch it go down the conveyor belt and, and then it drops into grease. And I don't like grease at all. But it fries one side, then it'll hit another, another lever and it'll flip it over and it'll fry the other side. And then when it comes out on the other side, it goes down through there and it gets baptized in all this sugar. Hallelujah. Oh, isn't it good? Don't you want one right now? It's good. And what I want to tell you is that when that hot sign is on and it comes out, we're right there when they take them off the conveyor belt, that Krispy Kreme just about melts in your mouth. 
What am I trying to tell you? The Bible says that God works together, works all things together for our good. What I'm telling you is what we're going through right now, it may not be good. It is not good. And it's, it may be a little fearful, fearful, and it is fearful for a lot of us. But I'm telling you that we're going to get through this because God's got this. He's working everything together for our good. It's God that's working. Listen, just because we have a setback, we will not take a step back in our faith because we know God Almighty is working on our comeback. Listen, God is not done yet. We're going to be better on the other side. And I just want to look you right in the eye and tell you that you hold on to God because God's love is unfailing. And wherever there is love, there will be a resurrection. We will rise again out of the ashes. We will be restored again. And we're going to get through this together. In Jesus' name, everybody. In Jesus' name. We're going to get through this. And this morning, on this Easter Sunday morning, I want to pray with you. Because we are going to get through this together. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, right now I come to you in the name of your son, Jesus. I thank you for those that have given their lives to you. I thank you, Heavenly Father, that you have heard their prayers. And I thank you, Father God, that you've got us in your hands. And God, right now, what does not feel so good, we believe that you're working it together for our good. And we just want to say thank you. Thank you for all those that ask you to receive, ask you into their life today. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hi, this is Pastor Jeff again. I just want to say I hope you enjoyed today's message. If you would like to support God's work through Stockbridge Community Church, simply go to our website at secview.net. Again, that's secview.net. And click the Give tab. We want to thank you again for being with us today. God bless you. Have a wonderful day.